Welcome to episode 26 of the High School Huddle Podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. My name is William Wilkerson. You can find me on Twitter, if you so choose, at Wilkerson underscore FWST. And I'm Brian Gossett. You can find me on Gossett41. Uh, We apologize. We missed last week, so we'll try and catch up the past two weeks with the usual stuff, players of the week, softball and baseball, as they uh, enter another week of district and then, of course, playoff soccer, which got underway last Thursday. Well, let's start, uh, Brian, with the latest players of the week. Uh, Plano Prestonwood pitcher and TSU commit Luke Savage, one of the best uh, sports names I've heard in quite some time. Uh, he took it home last week, and then Brewer pitcher uh, P.J. Sanders was voted player of the week on Tuesday. Yeah, Savage uh, threw a one-hitter hit, complete game, 10 Ks against John Paul II. Uh, he beat out uh, Trevor Gaddon. From Red Oak, he's the Vernon uh, College commit. Also had a good game with uh, eight innings and two hits, eight Ks uh, against Ennis last week. Uh, we've talked about Nate Romback a couple times. Texas Tech commit, uh, the legacy catcher. Um, last week went going eight for 11 with 12 RBIs in three games with the Broncos. Uh, Willie Rangel from Cleburne, also Texas Tech commit. Uh, our baseball player of the year last year. Threw a no-hitter, 12 Ks against Midlothian. But speaking of P.J. Sanders and Brewer, uh, the latest player of the week, he threw a complete game as Brewer outlasted Grapevine in eight innings. Uh, Sanders striking out four batters, threw a two-hit shutout um, as Brewer beat number 15 Grapevine 5-0. to zero. The Bears actually scored uh, all five runs there in the top of the eighth. He was able to beat out Duncanville's Ray Germilio, who uh, went 8-for-11 with four RBIs in three games for the Panthers. And then Devin Bennett, over the uh, pitcher at Benbrook, threw a five-inning no-hitter, came in third place, 14 strikeouts against Lake Worth. And uh, one note on Benbrook, I believe they are up to three or four uh, no-hitters in a row. Um, So Devin Bennett definitely, uh, I believe, is the ace there for the Bobcats. But... Uh, looks like they are going strong there in uh, Class 4A. Over on the softball side, we had McKinney Boyd sophomore pitcher Kinsley Cackley um, as the softball player of the week last week, and Venus hitter Alexis Jasso won on Tuesday. Yeah, Cackley uh, just putting up some huge numbers. In terms of pitching, uh, maybe the best I've seen in my five years covering the sport. You know, when she won last week, she had pitched 22 innings and struck out 48 batters. Uh Against Plano, she threw 14 innings as Boyd uh, beat Plano there 1-0 on a uh, walk-off. But Cackley threw a school record 31 strikeouts in 14 innings. Um, I know a lot of pitchers, you know, your average pitcher that takes maybe six or seven games, but she was able to do it in one game. Um, Also in that week, she threw another shutout against rival McKinney with eight strikeouts. And at one point, she was averaging 20 strikeouts uh, over her last seven games. I, you know, I think last week she had another 17 strikeout performance. So this kid is, this kid is the real deal. Uh, again, just a sophomore. I think she's leading DFW with uh, almost 360 on the season, and the second best pitcher has maybe 160 or something like that. But uh, congratulations to her. Some others uh, from last week. You know, Abby Horn. 8 for 8, 11 RBIs for Cleburne. Jaden Middlebrook had a, a big time two run walk off home run against Salt Lake Carroll. Tatum Boyd's another uh, strikeout pitcher, 19 Ks in 17 innings. 
And I uh, can't forget Julie Kennedy from Boswell uh, with 23 Ks and 12 innings. But speaking of Alexis Jossa over at Venus, uh, going six for eight, five RBIs in two games for the Bulldogs, who uh, improved to 16-2-2 and and 5-0 and in district, uh, 17-4A. She beat out Katie Walsh, uh, Henderson State signee from Frisco Centennial. She had two home runs and a walk-off three-run homer against Lebanon Trail. And then Jaylee McDonald from Arlington Heights, North Texas commit. Five innings against South Hills, nine strikeouts, also hitting two home runs. So uh, big-time performances from uh, some of these softball and baseball players. Um, moving on to some of the games from this past week, Thursday was the beginning of the soccer playoffs with By District, and Monday was the start of the area round. Uh, South Lake Carroll, the top uh, girls team in DFW, uh, was the first to move on to the third round after some pretty dominating performances against Flower Mound and South Grand Prairie. Yeah, Salt Lake Carroll, uh, two playoff wins and both coming five to one. Uh, both against Flower Mound and SGP, they actually, you know, kind of tested the waters against their opponents and uh, turned out to be some pretty good starts. And then Salt Lake Carroll just kind of took over, actually both times uh, scoring late goals in the first half and then scoring three goals in the second half. Again, both wins coming 5-1. to one. They are moving on to the regional quarters where they will wait uh, Tuesday night's winner against Cop Hill and Lake Ridge. So that should be a pretty good uh, third-round matchup either on Thursday or Friday. But Carroll, you know, uh, against Flower Mound, had a hat trick from Taylor Tufts, the uh, OU signee, uh, had a goal, against, uh, goal from Maddie Drenowatz, and and then on uh, Monday against South Grand Prairie, had one from Tufts, had two from General Watts. Uh, Kendall Gilpin had a PK, and then Cindy Noble had a goal as well. She's uh, signed to Texas. So strong performances from, from the ladies there, the Lady Dragons. Uh, Got to be the favorites. But uh, just kind of talked about, you know, what does it mean to go through these first two rounds? Just their dominating performances and uh, just interviewed Taylor Tufts after the game on Monday, and uh, this is what she had to say. We just need to maintain how we're playing in the midfield, side to side, because when we catch the team off balance to the other side, that's how we get most of our points. This is our last year. We're going to go out as strong as ever. More soccer winners from by district, uh, including an upset on the boys' side, Brian. Yeah, speaking of South Lake Carroll boys, uh, number one or number two in the nation, going in the playoffs, 20 wins, zero losses, three draws, but Hebron upsets them. 2-0 in the by-district round. Uh, a couple other games that I actually went to uh, last Thursday was a uh, doubleheader for South Hills. Boys taking on Everman and the girls taking on Bur- uh, Burleson. And South Hills, both the boys and girls, had one district and uh, facing those fort seeds, but the fort seeds prevailed. Uh, Everman boys trailed 2-0 to zero before scoring three. Uh, I believe the last goal came with 13 minutes left. And uh, they won a by-district title for the first time since 2015. And then Burleson, kind of a back-and-forth. They scored late as well. Uh, the Elks winning their first by-district title in seven years. A couple other ones, Brewer boys. Uh, congratulations to the Bears. First time uh, by-district title in program history, uh, I believe, with another late score. Uh, Grapevine boys outlasting in PKs. Coppell also going to penalty kicks. Lake Dallas and Saginaw boys was a great game. Uh, I believe Lake Dallas scored with with two seconds left in overtime to beat Saginaw. 
And then shout out to the Birdville girls and boys uh, also coming back to win by district titles. One more note, note, excuse me, um, on Monday soccer games, the Castleberry girls and boys uh, both won to advance to the regional quarterfinals. Yeah, Castleberry girls, uh, top 10 in the state uh, in terms of 4A, winning 3-2 to two against Brownwood, I believe, who is another top 10 team in the state. Uh, but they are going to the regional quarterfinals uh, for the second straight year, and I believe uh, those are the only two times they've gone in program history. And then boys winning 2-0 against Graham uh, going to the regional quarterfinals for the very first time. So congratulations to the Lions. And now we're going to jump back to March 22nd where Grapevine Colleyville ISD opened up its new look uh, Mustang Panther Stadium. Both Grapevine and Colleyville Heritage's boys and girls soccer games also play that night to finish the regular season. Brian, you were there to witness the new press box. Uh, Take us through it. How did it look, um, you know, and how did those soccer games end up? Yeah, uh, first with the games, uh, like you mentioned, just finishing out the regular season. Uh, Colleyville Heritage boys able to beat Grapevine in penalty kicks, uh, four to three, um, actually sweeping Grapevine, which is kind of weird because Colleyville didn't make the playoffs, but Grapevine still won district. But uh, there are only two losses coming to the the Panthers there, and then girls actually determined the number one seed, but uh, Grapevine was uh, too much, uh, winning four to one. But yeah, the new look uh, press box and. Uh, concession stands and and gift shops there over at Mustang Panther Stadium just a total upgrade Um, you can see the video you know story I did on dfwvarsity.com and just it it, the I've been to the old press box and I I think this new one is is at least three times bigger Um, just so many people there they had a a ribbon cutting with uh, superintendent uh, Robin Ryan and some other administration um, I think there was maybe five or 600 people there, uh, and they gave a tour of the whole place. Uh, so a lot of people there walking through, checking out the you know, v- VIP areas, the coaching uh, rooms, the uh, press box, et cetera. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a total upgrade, uh, and I think it's going to make, for other teams at least, when it comes to playoffs, they, they might want to go play their games there now. But... Uh, talked to some of the administration, including uh, Colleyville Heritage Principal Lance Gropel, and, and just what his thoughts, uh, and he, I think he put it perfectly, just what uh, the new stadium looks like and, and what it means going forward. Having been in the, the old stadium to see the upgrade and see what our community will be able to experience for, for many, many years to come, uh, it's just a blessing to be a part of that. Um, I'm excited for our kids uh, and, and our community to be able to experience this building for many years to come. I, I appreciated what Dr. Ryan said in his speech you know, earlier, that it's going to be a building that's not used 10 nights a year, that it's used 100 days a year. Um, and and our, our teachers, um, our administrators, and our counselors will be able to collaborate in the building and, and, and be able to use the building for, for multiple purposes, not just a place to watch a sporting event. And Brian, I got to ask you the most important question: um, What was the food spread like in the uh, in the press box there? Uh, no food just yet. Okay, but I that was one of the first things I had to ask. <laughs> um, you know, not a uh, it wasn't bad before in the old press box. They had pizza. Okay, I'm a big pizza Can guy. Can never go wrong. Um, they will still have pizza there, but uh, what I'm hearing is there's there's going to be some some catering from uh, some local businesses, maybe some Mexican. Oh. 
maybe a, a potluck type deal where nice. you have different types of food. So um, again, the the pizza doesn't go wrong, but I think in terms of press box eats, uh, Mustang Panther Stadium will climb up the charts. Since we didn't get a chance to preview the soccer playoffs last week, uh, we'll highlight some of uh, those games this week. Speaking of those Grapevine girls, uh, do you see them going to state again? And who are some of the other teams to watch? Yeah, I do like Grapevine uh, coming out of Region 1. They've gone to the state tournament down at uh, Georgetown three of the last four years, went to the state finals last season as well as 2016, uh, still looking for that uh, state championship. But uh, I do like them to come out of Region 1. Very good defensive team. Uh, three girls in, in double-doubles with Ashton Wright leading the way. Uh, she ended the regular season with 20 goals, 16 assists. Uh, Nikki Romero's another one with 20 and 14, and Kylie Rhodes at 14 and 13. But uh, now they're up to 12 wins in a row, uh, if you count the by-district round. Also like Alito and Legacy. Um, you know, Legacy's got a pretty good matchup Tuesday with Birdville. And then, uh, speaking of Alito, they went to state a couple years back. A freshman leading the way in Ashland Laughley with 19 goals and 16 to 6. And for Legacy, a very good defensive team with an 80 to 12 goal differential. Um, but speaking of Grapevine, you know, last year they lost to Wakeland, who came out of Region 2. Um, but I do like Wakeland to come out of that region again, and they got to be the favorites to win state again. Some others uh, in Region 2 include Highland Park, Joshua, and Red Oak. So the uh, Wakeland boys actually won um, state last year as well, so it'll be fun to see if, the, uh, if Wakeland can pull off the back-to-back in both boys and girls, which is a phenomenal feat in itself. Yeah, and I think, uh, I want to say 1984 was the last time, you know, school had won boy, uh, boys and girls in the same year. So uh, Wakeland boys definitely has to be the favorite to win 5A. Um, I think they won district this year, not not so much last year. I think they were third or fourth, and they were able to pull off that, that state title run. But uh, we mentioned some by-district winners, you know, Lake Dallas. Uh, I can see them making it a far stretch there in the playoffs. Burleson, Legacy, um, speaking of Birdville again, we got a good one Tuesday night between Grapevine and Arlington Heights. Uh, so we'll see who comes out of there. And then uh, sleeper picks, I think Everman and Joshua uh, there in, in Region 1 and Region 2. Moving on to 6A, and Region 1 appears to be the toughest in the state, at least on the girls' side. Um, but, Brian, you probably have to say that South Lake Carroll um, is the favorite right now. Yeah, and, and we talked about it earlier, but uh, they entered the third round with a 23-1-2 and record, number five in the nation according to Top Drawer Soccer. Uh, they are up to 12 wins in a row. Uh, I do think they're one of those teams. Probably got the last year's uh, disappointments in the back of their minds. You know, they finished third round. Allen beat them on their own turf over at Dragon Stadium. So um, they're probably thinking about that and, and just, you know, kind of get redemption here this year. Just so much talent, D1 talent. I think they signed eight to the, eight to 10 girls back in November. Uh, again, Maddie Drenowatch leading the way with 27 goals. Taylor Tufts, who's uh, going to Oklahoma, she's up to uh, 26 goals and 18 assists. You know, again, you got Maddie Martin, who's already got the shutouts record in a career in program history. Uh, Madeline Bryant uh, going to Baylor. Sarah Horniak, Tara Somers, another Baylor kid. So. Uh, City Nobles again going to Texas. So, so just so much talent for South Lake Carroll, but can't forget Coppell 
again, playing Lake Ridge on Tuesday night, number four in the nation, 25-1-1. One one. Uh, whether it's Cop Hill or Lake Ridge, you know, that game against Salt Lake Carroll later this week is going to be a heck of a game. Um, some other good ones on Tuesday in, in the area around Mansfield is taking on Byron Nelson. Byron Nelson knocked off Marcus in by district. Uh, if you remember, Marcus went to the state finals last year. And then uh, you can't forget uh, on the boys' side, uh, speaking of Salt Lake Carroll going down, number one in the nation, you know, Coppell, Flower Mound, Grand Prairie, look out for them. Um, Sam Houston trying to go to state for the third time in six years. Jose Ortiz lights out. I think he's got over 40 goals. And then Arlington High uh, is also a team to watch for in 6A. A quick note on 4A, Brian, on the girls' side, the favorite has to be defending champion Midlothian Heritage. Uh, the Jaguars ended the regular season with a 73-7 to goal differential. Sound like they're the Texas Tech uh, of, uh, <laughs> of girls' soccer. Last year's state title game MVP Rachel Allen, who is now a sophomore, ended the regular season with 20 goals. Yeah, and again, just so much talent. You know, it's their third year playing UIL soccer. So uh, I know they graduated a lot of seniors, but they had – uh, a lot of underclassmen from last year's team. You know, Hannah Dorsey's another uh, fabulous soccer player. Um, and then just a quick note on 4A boys. You know, I had, I had Bridgeport, who's a little uh, northwest of DFW, you know, trying to make another run. But got to give a shout-out to the uh, Fort Worth Western Hills Cougars uh, knocking off Bridgeport 1-0 in, in by district. Before we wrap up here, a couple of more notes for our listeners, Brian. Yeah, just some shout-outs from uh, last week uh, that we couldn't get to. You know, Pasco girls making the playoffs uh, for the first time in uh, four years. You know, Gracie Jordan had a five-goal performance uh, in the regular season uh, against Lamar to actually clinch a spot. Did a story on Jesus Flores from Lamar uh, beating his older brother in the single season and career goals record for uh, the Vikings. Uh, I think he's up to... 60 go, 62 goals in his career. Got to give a shout-out to the Wyatt girls soccer team, uh, 25 years playing girls soccer and, and going to the playoffs for the very first time. Um, some of those stories that you can look up on, on DFWVarsity.com. Again, we talked about it, Mustang Panther Stadium, a new look. Uh, speaking of Grapevine, Colleyville Heritage, you know, hosting a Special Olympics. Um, you can check out some videos, some photos, uh, softball and baseball. District standings as we're gearing up for a uh, playoff run here soon. And got to give a congratulations to Zach Reinert over Lido. Uh, he was named the National Football Foundation a Scholar Athlete of the Year, beating out more than 70 kids from DFW. Uh, just another shout-out to Lamar on the girls' side. Uh, Jordan Mickey, the career goals leader, uh, their season came up short, losing in the by-district round against uh our producer's team, uh, Steve Wilson, Euless Trinity, but uh, f- fabulous career for Jordan Mickey, uh, having the career goals record, and then her cousin, uh, Brennan Rulin, who actually I did a story on both of them. They're going to ACU together. Uh, she came up second in career goals, first in career assists. Uh, and then Friday night, look out for a story, Salt Lake Carroll again. Uh, Superintendent David Faltes is uh, scheduled to throw out the first pitch. It's Carroll's uh, strikeout for cancer night. So uh, I did one on Keller Central a couple weeks ago, but uh, here's one for Salt Lake Carroll and, and David Faltes. And then one final uh, shout-out, Sadie Hewitt from Forney, uh, helping the softball team win state last year. But she is the uh, 
5A powerlifting state champion in her uh, weight division. She actually set a state record, I believe, in the squat uh, for her weight class. So shout out to Sadie for uh, winning state there. Oh, yes. Uh, congratulations without question. Uh, Brian, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, does Texas Tech get by Michigan State on Saturday? Yeah, first off, you know, my bracket was was pretty much done after the first day, but uh, just watching Tech play, you know, taking down Gonzaga, you know, they're just very sound, Chris Beard, you know, defensive, just very good on defense. You know, I, I do like Texas Tech's chances uh, to get by Michigan State, and that that should be a really good game. Absolutely, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and pick Texas Tech to uh, to get by Michigan State as well. Um, but I do have them losing to Virginia in the national championship. Uh, don't hate me, uh, Red Raiders fans. Uh, remarkable season. Um, Thank you again for uh, for all of those who have listened uh, to this episode. Uh, remember, you can find all of our coverage at StarTelegram.com and DFWVarsity.com, as well as our Facebook and Twitter pages. Uh, we hope to see you next week.